Hi, and welcome to New Thoughts, where we discuss items that are affecting you and the music business and take a look at the future. I'm your host, Peter Schwing, and joining me today, we have Linda Blossbaum, Senior Director of Artists and Industry Relations at Sound Exchange. In her role there, she is responsible for driving awareness and visibility for Sound Exchange related to performance and music entertainment. Prior to Sound Exchange, she ran the Warner Music Group office in DC, served as Vice President of Public Policy and Government Relations at Universal Music Group, NBC Universal, and Time Warner. She's also an adjunct professor at the Kogod School of Business at American University, where she teaches a course on protecting the creative class in the digital age. And she serves on the board of directors for Leadership Music and the Gospel Music Association. Linda, that's a lot. Welcome. It's great to see you. How are you holding up through all this? Thank you, Peter. Um, oh, we're holding up great. You know, it is obviously, if I had a nickel for every time I heard the word unprecedented, I think we could all retire. But um, <laughs> this is all unprecedented and and brand new. Uh, but we're, we're doing well down here um, in the D.C. area. Uh, you know, the good news about working for Sound Exchange during this time is the company is a digital native. We were founded in 2003 in the mm -hmm. digital world. So it's not as if we had to kind of, you know, pick up our heavy filing cabinets and move them to our homes, but it was time to, to telework. We were pretty, you know, nimbly able to get our operations uh, up and going really quickly and we haven't really missed a beat. So it's been, uh, it's been a learning experience. I didn't know what some of the things are that are now ruling my daily life, like Zoom and <laughs> Skype and uh, Slack and everything, but they're becoming um, you know, very prevalent and we've been able to keep our operations going and you know, are, are all healthy and doing well. Well, that, that's great to hear. Healthy and well, that, and that's the first and foremost, most important uh, aspect right now. And, and as you were saying, I, I was thinking about like, you know, what is going on in DC right now? What, what's the situation? Are they talking about opening up, rolling out? Yeah, uh, well, the, the DMV, uh, which is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, are all kind of intertwined, much like the case up in New York, but, but even more so. I mean, I'm actually sitting in Virginia right now, um, where I drive to and from D.C. on normal days. So the three municipalities are really working in concert to figure out exactly how and when to get up and running. Um, unfortunately, we're a few weeks behind New York City in terms of the virus and the disease. Our numbers are continuing to spike. And until we have a little bit of relief, I think on the health side, mm -hmm. we'll keep up uh, this, you know, this teleworking, sheltering in place that's been, been doing a good job down here so far. So we're doing well. Um, I'm sure if you're watching the national news, you'll see that the Congress is, is back in town doing some business. And so obviously we're, we're watching all of that. And but, we're going to get um, to that because that that's, works important. Important. <laughs> that's important for sound exactly. exchange. And we're going we're to talk about that. That's, that's, that's coming up. Yeah. Right. There's a lot going on. So, so how many you you, know, you you converted over like you know, and I know Michael was in Billboard uh, last week talking about you know what they've done to adapt. You know, first, how many employees do you have? We have 160 ish employees wow. um, that are pretty much on site in DC on a regular basis. So this wasn't you know just a couple of people taking their laptops home. This is a pretty big operation. Our mm -hmm. call center, our IT, you know, all of our finance team. You know, we all had to figure out how to, to do these functions away from the office. So it's 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 a pretty big undertaking. But like I said, we we started maybe a few days before others in this area did because we did not want to miss a beat on our March distribution, which mm -hmm. ended up going out without a hitch um, as planned. But we knew that in this time, 
the music community and the creators that would be relying on our checks even more so than a usual month needed to have those you know, reliably in their accounts um, by the end of March. So we, we started a little bit early and then the course of about a week, we figured out how to manage all of this from our homes. Yeah. And I, I imagine your IT department hasn't slept yet. No, they're good. They're on constant call and, uh, and they, they are the frontline workers, at least in terms exactly. of sound exchanges. Essential, <laughs> essential workers. Exactly. So you mentioned, you know, talking about the music creators and, you know, I, I saw, uh, you know, following your Instagram and people, you know, I'm going to post up some of the things, you know, follow you know, Sound Exchange, their blog, their Instagram. A lot of wonderful, important information to keep you updated. But uh, I saw that you were doing uh, like these blogs and you had virtual cafes. I'm going to pull this up here. So can you tell us a little yeah. about that? Sure. You know, we obviously our first and foremost priority, and, and we will talk about that, I'm sure, Peter, is, you know, keeping our operations going and keeping um, our, the financial part of what Sound Exchange does, our bread and butter moving along. But we also, you know, realize that there's a real need for creators to continue to create uh, during this time. And so we are you know, really working how we can to make sure that creators have all the resources that they need um, to keep going. We've had a virtual cafe. We have done um, some of these live stream concerts that people are watching from their homes. We've been supporting some of that. We've actually been supporting some local venues that um, are out of operation right mm -hmm. now to make sure that those workers are there when tours start when the tours get up and running again, that those venues can continue to operate. So we've been helping along those lines. Um, we even did a bring your kid to work day, even though nobody was going to work, we did a virtual <laughs> bring your kid to work day with an artist out in, on the West coast who um, entertained uh, not only the sound exchange employees, children, but any children that wanted to tune in on YouTube um, a couple of weeks ago. On oh, that, that's great. They were trying we're, to keep the creators creating. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on top of that, I mean, support, you know, the coronavirus, uh, the coronavirus aid, relief and uh, economic security, the CARES Act. And I saw you uh, talked about that as well. And I'm going to bring those up here. Yes. And, you know, the, the Michael's saying, like, he's proud of the industry's joint efforts to ensure that the financial assistance made available under the CARES Act reaches everyone in the music community because we spoke as one. Our vo voices were heard louder than ever. That's exactly right. I mean, that's actually a lesson that we all learned uh, last year during the Music Modernization Act passage here in Washington, D.C. is, you know, when the music industry bands together, it really is as strong as it can possibly be. And as Congress was considering a lot of the elements of the CARES Act that obviously apply to every industry out there that are suffering right now, we wanted to make sure that music creation was not left behind because, you know, these a lot of these small businesses are not storefronts. These are just creators that are out on tour or that they're sitting on their back porch writing a song or recording a song. And so we wanted to make sure that the music creators were treated as other small businesses were treated. And so um, the good news is that there's a lot in the CARES Act that they can take advantage of. Um, I think being able to really isolate that for music creators specifically has been helpful as they apply for unemployment, as they apply for the paycheck protection, um, and as they look for the future that, that they will not be an afterthought. Yeah, and, and that was so important. And, and Sound Exchange has always been so supportive of the the music creators. I mean, it's it's always been amazing. Like we and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this in a little bit. It's just being on like the forefront of the battle fighting for music creators and making sure they're getting paid. Um, 
let's let's talk about you know the royalty payouts and the distributions, and you know let's talk about some numbers here. And uh, you know, as you saw, the IFPI uh, dropped their global music uh, report earlier this week, stating that the industry generated 20.2 billion in whole revenues, which was an increase year over year of 8.2 percent, and included a 23 percent bump in streaming revenues, totaling 11.4 billion, which actually which accounted for 56 percent. Um, we're almost back at 2003 levels. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's taken some time, but it's, you know, we're, it's that positive. We've been on that positive swing. Uh, can you, can you give us an update on sound exchanges payouts this year? And more importantly, as you touched upon, like have collections and payouts been affected? And I know you've been diligent and they're getting out there and anything artists and businesses should be aware of and, or do they need to take any action? Yeah, thank you. And, you know, Peter, you and I have been in the industry for about that long, and we remember those days. So it's nice that we are kind of beginning to creep back up there. Of course, in the current situation, there are parts of the music industry that are doing very well. And, you know, I'm blessed enough to work uh, in sound exchange in that streaming world so we can continue to do what we do and make creators, um, you know, as whole as they can be in the time where they're not getting some of those other revenue sources out there. So the good news is streaming is doing that well and continues to do that well. Um, we paid out nearly a billion dollars in 2019 and our numbers for the first quarter of this year are just as promising and completely on track. We paid out $224 million in uh, Q1 for 2020. Um, and as you mentioned, thank you, uh, our distribution in March went out on time, our distribution in April went out on time. And so we have not seen a decline in that money coming in. It'll be interesting to look historically, um, at least my anecdotal uh, focus groups for my friends and family and neighbors and people are streaming music more than ever now because they've got these long days and in some cases nights to fill. And uh, so there's a lot of of commerce that's happening with those streaming services. So that's good news for those that that recoup a lot of their money um, you know, from streaming and that sound exchange can continue to, to be that part of the of the economic ecosystem for the music industry. It, it's really interesting. So when we first all went started going into the quarantine mode, it was around March 15th, I think or 14th, that was the weekend when mm-hmm. we all woke up on Monday and we didn't Life go to did work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't have to shower today. It's like, what do I do? And there was that interesting, those interesting reports where streaming, music streaming actually trickled, took a dip. And but Netflix picked up. So it was that comfort level and going in for that week, two weeks, where people were more engaged in the fact of a visual uh medium as opposed to streaming. Because streaming's, you know, listening to music is more active uh, passive. Correct. kind of situation. And the other thing that I also saw was in podcasts. And podcasts also took a dip because 55% of podcast listens are during a commute, going to the gym. <laughs> and so you're, you're seeing like different consumption habits. And, right. you know, and anything with 2020 in, in the in the history books, there will need to be an asterisk after it. Yes, yes. But but now, but the thing is that streaming is coming back. So people, after that two weeks, it, it kind of, it changed back to more, I guess, normal listening behaviors and even has increased. So do you foresee any kind of ripple effect going into 2021? Maybe even concerned with the fact that live music may only come back, you know, 
we don't know when we're going to be able to out to see a concert again. Exactly. Yes, um, that's exactly right. And I hope that live music is able to safely come back you know, as soon as possible because there's so many jobs that are tied to that that you don't think about when you think about just the featured artist that's standing on the stage. So we are all hoping that the touring comes back and that the venues we went to those shows in are able to open back up again and have the same experiences and that people are comfortable doing it. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. biggest question mark for the next year or maybe two is like, are you comfortable going into an arena with 35,000 people or getting on an airplane to fly to, to see your favorite act somewhere? So that's all more of a question mark. But one thing, as you said, that will remain constant is that you can stream your favorite artists, you know, in, uh, you know, in all kinds of ways in this new normal. And, and I agree with you, Peter, I think that we're all getting used to this new normal life that we are, are finding ourselves in, you know, in terms of months instead of weeks. And so back to those listening habits and back to being able to, um, you know, to discover new music too, which mm-hmm. streaming is a great avenue to do because you might not be able to go out to your local right. clubs and hear the new hits from, you know, old bands or discover new bands. So I think streaming will, I'm hoping really continue to, uh, to succeed in this, in this world as we get used to whatever the new normal is. And, and, it, and yeah, I mean the new normal, there's nothing normal about this. It's, there's <laughs> absolutely nothing normal about this. You know, and well, I was speaking with somebody the other day and we, we were talking about sound exchange and they were asking, uh, you know, about the entertainment industry. And one thing that is not as well known is, but you also collect on behalf of comedians, Mm-hmm. Actors and other and other kind of people in the entertainment industry with SAG, AFTRA, AFM, you have good relationships with them. And is that something like you know? Are you seeing changes in there because now that is something in the entertainment side, like right? The visual. We are. Um, we we've always collected for spoken word for uh, comedians. We've tried to you know make that known out there because people do think of sound exchange as music, and that's obviously the majority of what we do. But there's so much else out there. Um, if it's being streamed on a service that we are collecting and administrating royalties for, then we will have money for those folks. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do want to say about what's what we've been working on during this this time of teleworking is we're out there. You know vigilantly trying to find folks that we do have money for that we have not been able to get registered for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, there's, there's a list. It's so much better than it used to be when we first got started and nobody knew or understood what sound exchange does, but there's still folks like comedians that may not understand that they're entitled to this money. So I've got, you know, a, a whole team of folks in Washington and even some folks that don't typically work in industry relations, but maybe they answered the phone or, or filled up the vending machines and they've got a little extra time on their hands when they're working from home. And they're just kind of cruising the internet and trying to find some folks that we have money for, understanding that this money is needed more now than ever. So we've been spending a lot of time doing that. And you know, the opportunities like this to get the word out there about what we do are so welcome. And we really appreciate the opportunity that you're helping to spread our word. Yeah, and. And there's money on the table and you don't have to go into an apartment to get it. It's all digital. That's right. That's right. And we're actually, we, we did a whole campaign last week just explaining, you know, if you don't have direct deposit set up for your account, how it's easily done. We've got a lot of new self-service tools that we we rolled out last fall and we were in the process of doing kind of some roadshows to explain to people one-on-one how to use those self-service tools. But one very easy one to do is to just update your account with your bank information and you'll have that money direct deposited on a monthly basis. By the way, we're the only 
performance royalty organization uh, on the side that does monthly payments. So as long as you, you meet a minimal threshold, you'll have a monthly payment in your account you know, every month, even during this time. Yeah, and that's the other is Sound Exchange doesn't just collect royalties. It's you're consistently innovating new and efficient ways to serve the industry. So going back to what you said, I know in April you rolled out the new licensee direct feature and you talked about the direct deposits. So what else do you have up your sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mentioned at the outset, you know, we're a digital company. We started when everything was digital. We didn't have to kind of figure out how to transform the old world into a new world. We are the new world. So we really are proud of a lot of the digital tools that uh, Sound Exchange has created and offered, and many times for free, to the industry to help kind of ease any friction between different sectors within the music industry. Um, and like you said, the, the, the self-service tools and the My Catalog um, real-time interaction has been really well received. Um, as part of some of those new tools, we are, we you now can see all the repertoire that has is registered with Sound Exchange. And if you see something that's not there, that um, should be, you can use our tools to kind of let others know that you know that this is, this is what you believe belongs to you. Um, we have ISRC search for free on our website. If you need to find an ISRC number of anything that's been recorded, you can do that for free on our website. And again, these are just, this is the, the language that we use to communicate within the industry. And Sound Exchange has the information out mm -hmm. there because we're paying people every month. So we are trying to you know, make it as easily uh, accessible to those that need it you know, to, to do their business and to really ease, like I said, that friction that's been there for a long time in the industry. And, and that's fantastic. And there's always something new. Um, you know, so I, I know uh, one of the main thing, you know, main things and the most important values that Sound Exchange adds, besides these additional services, constantly being on the front lines of the battle to make sure music creators are getting what they deserve. So recently, uh, Canada ratified the USMCA, the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. And I have a quote here from Michael that was posted. Was, uh, By ratifying the USMCA this week, the government of Canada will ensue, ensure equal treatment for American music creators that will finally provide them millions of dollars in royalties every year when their recordings are used in Canada. Can you elaborate more on that? And, and sure, that's means? right. And that, that quote is, um, is from Michael Hoppe, our CEO, who has been trumpeting this for years, for as long as he has been with Sound Exchange. Thank you for putting it on the screen. Um, so basically, we want creators to be e treated equally, regardless of where they're from. Um, the USMCA made this a little bit um, easier in Canada because they had something to ratify and make this law. But there are other countries around the world in very big markets, um, primarily in, in Europe and Australia, where we don't have that equal national treatment. And so we estimate that we leave about $170 million on the table every year because they are collecting royalties for American artists in other countries, but not putting that money back into, you know, into the hands of those American artists back home. Um, it's just because the laws are not reciprocal. So um, as you mentioned before, Peter, we are still in business and watching Congress mm -hmm. that is in business um, and really pushing Congress this year for this, this fair national treatment across borders um, to make sure that all creators are are compensated for their work regardless of where they live. Yeah, and, and that and we thank you for that. I mean, there to have a, an organization that's going up to, to the hill, 
fighting for the rights and, you know, going back, you know, U.S. Music Modernization Act, Case Act, you know, everything that, you know, Sound Exchange has done, it's just really to support the industry. And we're, we're so, we're blessed to have an organization and like with Michael, you know, leading the charge. I mean, does he sleep? <laughs> no, he doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a superhuman that doesn't seem to require the sleep of the dick. Um, but uh, no, he he has been for a very long time. And Peter, you know this because you've worked with Sound Exchange and with mm-hmm. Mike for so long. You know, this is just we wake up every morning um, on the nights that we do get a little sleep uh, and think about you know what creators need and what can continue this this you know this world where they can create um, and share their gifts with everybody. So. We really, that is kind of the fuel that we run on. And we have a lot of creators that work at Sound Exchange mm-hmm. too. Um, they understand when you call our call center, it is a, a good chance that you're going to get somebody who's going to gig out that night. Yeah. Gig out again when the venues open up again. And they mm-hmm. understand kind of how important um, those checks are and how, how much pride you take in your work. That's not just, you know, some cog that you created on the factory line. This is your your music and your creativity. And we really, really breathe that every single day of Sound Exchange. I think that that's a wrap right there. <laughs> can't even, you, you can't end much better than that. And, and that's the truth. So, so I do have one last question though. Yeah, b- besides the end of this pandemic, what are you especially looking forward to? Oh my goodness. Well, I really am looking forward to being with human beings again. Um, I don't know if it came through in the last 20 minutes. I'm a little bit of an extrovert myself. So this is, this is not easy on extroverts to kind of be told to stay home and stay by yourself. Um, I'm really, I've, I've been looking forward to the future of the music industry for a long time. And I don't, I think that that will come back um, even bigger and bolder than it may have. Um, it was continuing to grow. Those curves were on the upswing. Um, and there was just such a bright future for music. And I know in my heart that that will be there again. And if for nothing else, people are going to be, you know, using this time. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes crisis and, and tough times really create incredible art. So I think mm-hmm. that that is happening now. And when we can get together and share that in the future, it's just going to be that much brighter. I, I, I'm with you. The incredible art and innovation. So. Linda, thank you. It's always been, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, Peter. And, Thanks for the opportunity. And, yeah, and, and hopefully soon enough, we'll all be able to see each other again in person. We so thank you again. Yeah. Stay well. <laughs> Have a wonderful day and stay healthy. Thank you, you too. All right. That's it for today. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to sign up at musicindustrycity.com to stay updated on what's going on in the music business. See you next time.